He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. For those of you who know me pretty well, you know that I'm a big Christmas guy. Uh, I love the Christmas season. I've been known to listen to Christmas music in October and occasionally even in July uh, because I just love Christmas. But I really love Easter. I really love Easter Sunday. And I've really started to love Easter Sunday even more since a few years ago on December 26th. Ann and I, on December 25th, celebrated Christmas uh, by ourselves with cinnamon buns, watching Christmas movies, and celebrating the birth of Jesus. And later that night, we went into the hospital to welcome our first child into the world. And she was born on December 26th. It was a day filled with joy, with excitement, with love. But I called my mom a few days later and said, life has changed. There's not a day that goes by that I won't fear. That I won't be afraid of something. Because she's just a baby. Because despite how much I can control things, despite how much I can protect her, I can't protect her from everything. And this world is dark. This world is scary. I can't protect her from getting sick. I can't keep diseases away from her. I can't control this world. And I was right. Ever since that day, at some point in the day, fear clings around in my heart. Fear is a powerful emotion. It controls us. It can control the way we think. It can control the way we act. It can control the way we talk. And the other thing about fear, it's very common. How do I know? Because I've talked with you. Let me tell you about some of the conversations I've had just in the last two weeks. I've talked to somebody who's afraid that they're going to lose their job because if they lose their job, that means that they can't afford their mortgage. If they can't afford their mortgage, they're going to have to move, and then what? Fear is clanging around in their hearts. I've talked to somebody who is having some health issues and the doctor can't figure out what exactly is wrong, and they're scared. Because what if the doctors don't find out until it's too late? I've talked to somebody who's afraid that they're going to spend their life alone. And there's nothing that they fear more than being alone. I've talked to somebody whose loved one is having some emotional issues right now. And they're scared. Scared of what that might mean for their loved one. Scared of what the future might hold. I've talked to somebody who, like me, is just scared overall for their own children and their own children's protection. I've talked to somebody who's scared of the future of our country. I've talked to somebody who's scared, scared, and scared. The list goes on. And of course, I've talked to somebody in the last two weeks who's scared of COVID. Fear is a powerful emotion. Fear is a controlling emotion. And that's why I love Easter Sunday. Because as soon as we walk through the doors on Easter Sunday, all of a sudden every other emotion seems to just disappear and we're filled with joy. We're filled with excitement. From the Easter dresses 
to getting dressed up on Easter, to the the beautiful flowers, to the beautiful music. Everything about walking into church on Easter morning, you just can't help but to smile and be filled with joy. Wouldn't it be great if we could bottle up this moment so that Friday, when we're starting to fear again, we can just kind of open up that moment and let the fear roll off of us and be filled with joy and excitement and peace again? Well, that's why I'm glad you're here today. Because the joy and the peace of Easter has nothing to do with the Easter dresses. It has nothing to do with the beautiful flowers. It has nothing to do with the music. But it has everything to do with the message of Easter. And so let's go back to that very first Easter Sunday, recorded for us in Matthew chapter 28. If you're new to the Bible or don't know much about the Bible, the Bible is one book made up of 66. Four of those books are what we call the Gospels, the biographies of Jesus. It talks about his life, death, and resurrection. We're in Matthew today, the last chapter. Matthew was a follower of Jesus, a disciple. Uh, he was an eyewitness to Jesus' teaching, to his preaching, to his miracles, to his death and resurrection. And in chapter 28, he records for us that first Easter Sunday. A little context for you. Jesus died on Friday and was put into a tomb. And their tomb was uh, a cave in the wall, and then they rolled a big stone in front. Uh, And so Jesus was placed in the tomb, but Saturday was the Sabbath, and so he couldn't have his body prepared for burial. They closed up the tomb, and on Saturday was a day of rest. Nobody could do any work. And so that's what happened. So it's early Sunday morning. Two women are making their way out to the tomb. Where are the disciples? They're locked behind closed doors. Why? Because you got it. They're afraid. Afraid of the Jewish people who had Jesus killed. Afraid of the Roman government who was so corrupt that they condemned and killed an innocent man even after declaring to everyone that there's no reason to to give him the death penalty, they went ahead and did it anyways. And so there they are, locked behind closed doors, because how far will these two groups of people go to stamp out this Jesus movement? Well, the two women, despite their fear, make their way out to the tomb because Jesus' body needs to be prepared for the burial. And here's what happens. Matthew chapter 28. After the Sabbath at dawn, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to look at the tomb. There was a violent earthquake, for an angel of the Lord came down from heaven and going to the tomb, rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothes were white as snow. The guards were so afraid of him that they shook and became like dead men. The angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. For I know that you are looking for Jesus who is crucified. He is not here. He has risen just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples, He has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. The women make their way to the tomb, and a violent earthquake happens, and the stone that is guarding the tomb rolls away, and there sets an angel on it. We're told the angel was bright like lightning and his clothes were white like snow. 
And the guards were so afraid that they fell as though dead. What were they afraid of? Not the risen, glorious Jesus who rose from the dead. Not a multitude of angels. One angel. And the guards fall as though dead. The Roman government was a world power at that time. The Roman soldier was the number one uh, weapon in the world. The ones that the women were fearing, that the disciples were fearing, fell as though dead by one angel. And I kind of picture the scene happening like this. The guards are over here, and the angel's looking over there, watching them fall, and the women are over here, and then the angel turns, looks at the women, and then says, don't be afraid. And the women have to be thinking, are you kidding me? You just dropped those angels, (laughs) and now we're not supposed to be afraid? Yes, don't be afraid. Why? Not because the guards are down, but because I know that you are looking for Jesus who has been crucified. He is not here. He is risen. Look in there. He's not there. Do not be afraid. Jesus is not there. And that's your first point today. Don't be afraid. Jesus is not there. He's not in the tomb. Imagine being the women in this moment. What is going on? They were at the foot of the cross. They witnessed Jesus die. They saw him take his last breath and die. They were there when the Roman soldiers pierced Jesus' side and a mixture of water and blood came out, indicating that he was dead. The Romans were brutal, and they knew what dead men looked like. This was not their first crucifixion. When they died, the body came down. Jesus was dead. The women were there when Jesus' body came off of the cross. They were there and followed the men who took Jesus' body to the tomb. They were there and saw where he was laid. Jesus was dead. And now the angel's saying he's alive. Imagine the power that it must take to raise yourself back from the dead. It's one thing for Jesus to raise Lazarus from the dead. It's one thing for Jesus to raise a dead young girl from from the dead. But how do you raise yourself? How do you do anything when you're dead? We're incapable of doing anything when we're dead. But not Jesus. Jesus is the Son of God. Jesus has the power to raise himself back to life. And that is exactly what he did. He conquered the grave. He rose from the dead. He didn't resuscitate. He didn't pass out and then come back uh, to consciousness and walk out of the tomb. He was dead and he rose. What comfort that is for you and me today. Because how many of our fears revolve around death? Even if we aren't afraid of dying, We're afraid of our loved ones dying. Dying is irreversible. There's no coming back from it. That's it. And that's why it hurts so badly. Because when they die or when we die, it's done. It's over. There's no coming back from it. And that's what makes death so scary. And isn't that what we've seen this whole past year? 
people afraid of the invisible enemy of COVID. Why? Because I could die. Because my loved one could die. Why are parents so protective of their kids? Because their kids could die. Why are we so health conscious? Because we could die. Why spouses, how come you, enf- you enforce your spouse to eat healthy and exercise and ask and keep up because you want them to be healthy so that they don't get sick and die? Why does my wife make sure that I take my vitamins in the morning so that I stay healthy and I don't die? Death is irreversible and it's scary. But the reality is, eventually there's no more medication to take. Eventually, there's no more vaccines to take. Eventually, you can't run far enough. Death will come. And that's what's so scary about death. It's got an undefeated record. And it's scary. And yet, the angel says, don't be afraid. Jesus isn't there. He's not in the tomb. Look, He's not there. And the women looked in, and sure enough, he wasn't there. Jesus rose, and it completely changes how we view death. Because now death has a loss on its record. Now death has been conquered by Jesus. We don't have to be afraid. It's what Tommy learned. Tommy was a a young boy who was driving on a beautiful spring day with his dad down some backcountry roads, Saturday morning around 10.30, bright sunshine, not a cloud in the sky. They're driving, and and they're looking at all the blue bonnets down the sides when all of a sudden a bee flew into the car. And Tommy's afraid of bees because Tommy's deathly allergic to bee stings. And so he starts screaming, flailing around, terrified, when all of a sudden Tommy's dad reaches out and grabs the bee and he squeezes, and then he lets the bee go. Tommy, seeing that his dad let the bee go, starts screaming again, screaming and flailing around, and Tommy's dad finally said, Tommy, stop, look. And Tommy looked, and in the palm of his hand was the stinger. He said, look, the bee can't hurt you anymore. I've got the stinger. That's the message of Easter. Jesus has taken the sting out of death because death submits to Jesus. Death has been conquered by Jesus. And Jesus promises that because he rose, he will raise you back to life one day. He will raise your children back to life one day. He will raise your loved ones back to life one day who believe in him as their Savior. He will raise them back to life and you will be with Jesus forever. And you don't have to fear that day. Because when you see him face to face, you will be at peace. Because Jesus was crucified for your sins. He rose for your justification to declare you innocent in the sight of God. You are forgiven. And so when Jesus raises you back to life, you will walk into the gates of heaven and live in paradise forever where death has been swallowed up in victory. Easter has changed everything. Jesus rising from the dead has changed your life forever because he wasn't there. He wasn't in the tomb. He rose from the dead. And then the angels tell the women, look in there. 
He's not there. Now go tell the disciples. And so they take off, and here's what happens. So the women hurried away from the tomb, afraid, yet filled with joy, and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus uh, met them. Greetings, he said. They came to him and clasped his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. The women take off, and who runs into them? Jesus. Jesus. Do not be afraid, he says. The very first words that Jesus says after rising from the dead, do not be afraid, because I'm here. That's your second point today. Do not be afraid. Jesus is here. He wasn't in there. He is here. Imagine being the women at that very moment. The risen Savior is standing in front of them. Do you think they were scared anymore? The fear had to just roll off. Should they be afraid of the Jewish religious leaders who pushed Jesus to die? Why? The risen Savior standing right here. Should they be afraid of the corrupt Roman government? Why? The risen Savior who has power over the grave is right here. Do you think they feared leprosy, sickness, disease, a pandemic? Why? The risen Savior is right here. What's there to be afraid of? My God, my Savior Jesus is here. What are you fearing this morning? What fears are rattling around your hearts these days? Would you still be afraid if Jesus was standing right here? I know I wouldn't be. And here's the good news for you and me. Because of Easter, Jesus is. Though we can't see him, Jesus is on his throne. He is God. He's present everywhere in this world. So no matter where you go, Jesus is with you. The risen Savior is with you. The one who has power over the dead, over the grave, is with you wherever you go. And he says to you, don't be afraid. I am the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me will live even though they die. He says, don't be afraid. I am with you. Surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. You are never alone. He says, don't be afraid. I know your needs. I know what you need, and I will take care of you, and I will provide for you. He says, don't be afraid. I can and will protect you. I will deliver you from the evil of this world, and even if you die, I will deliver you from the evils of hell and bring you safely to my side in heaven. He says, don't be afraid. Even though you walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I am with you. He says, don't be afraid. I love you. I forgive you. He says, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Death has lost its sting. Don't be afraid. Because of Jesus, and because he rose from the dead, life has completely changed. No longer do we go through this life by ourselves, but our life and all of our fears are in the nail-marked hands of our risen and crucified Savior who has wondrously created us, who has wondrously 
restored us through his life, death, and resurrection. We are in his hands. He is here. And because he's here, yes, fears may rattle around in our hearts, but we are with our Savior. We know where to run. It's not wait another year until Easter service comes so we can come and have that 60 minutes of joy. No, every day we run to our risen Savior who was crucified for us, who conquered the grave. And because He did, we will rise too. And so like the women, we go and tell. This is your last point this morning. I wish I could put it on the screen, uh, but apparently we're having some technical difficulties. Last point today. Do not be afraid. Go and tell everywhere. Go and tell everywhere. We have the message of joy, of peace, of hope. The tomb is empty. Jesus rose. No matter what, death has been conquered. Do you know it's a big thing right now on social media? It's showing, posting a picture when you get vaccinated to show and celebrate your vaccine. Friends, we have something that doesn't just prevent sickness, but has literally conquered the grave. We have the message that brings hope no matter what happens. We have the message to bring peace to our hearts, to calm all fears, because the grave's been conquered because Jesus rose. So let's post that. Let's go and tell others about that. Jesus has risen. Where to start? With your family. Where do I start? With my daughter and my wife. I build them up in their Savior, in the forgiveness of sins that He accomplished at the cross and by rising from the dead. The hope that we have so that if anything happens to them, I know without a doubt I will see them again when Jesus raises us back to life and we live with Him forever in heaven. Start there. And then go and tell. Because Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, we praise and thank you for conquering the grave. Because you did, we have hope, we have peace, and we have joy, not just now but forever, because death has been conquered. We know that we will rise from the dead because you graciously died for us and you rose again on that first Easter Sunday. As we live in this world filled with its fears, filled with all the scary things of this world that could happen, let us constantly run to you. And as we fall into your embrace, as you say to us, do not be afraid. You are with us. You've conquered the grave. And you will bring us to your side in heaven one day. We thank you for that joy and that peace that you have given us once again. We ask you to continue to help us to spread this message to more and more people so that the joy of your salvation may be proclaimed and that more people may have this joy and peace. People are looking uh, to calm their fears, and we have that message. Help us to tell them about it, just like we have that peace, we want them to have it too. In your name we pray. Amen.